welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma, and I am so excited to be here with you. It has been a few days, but I want to get caught up. I want to get back in touch with everybody, and I just want to say thank you to Julia. She gave me so many like lovely words of wisdom recently, and they were beautiful. So I want to say thank you to Julia for that. <sighs> and um, let's see, there was also this person, I don't know his name. I was coming back on the boat from Smith Island, and he did almost like a mini sermon. He's a new resident, although his grandmother formerly lived in the town. And so he and his wife, after retirement, came back to like probably where he has all his childhood memories. And they bought a house. And I, um, I never met him. He, he was a minister. Uh, and so he knows his way around the Bible, <laughs> which is always like fascinating to me. But he was talking to us on the boat and specifically these three women next to me. And he was having to speak pretty loud because he was sitting across from us, which is about 10 feet. And he was saying uh, that we do not need to waste time on worry or being miserable or any of that because God gave us this this place to um, enjoy and to find heaven of sorts, right? We can find bliss here. We can find joy and happiness. And so many people are corrupting that with worry and anxiety. And he even said, which I don't know this, but he said, even in the Bible, it's said that God's uh, mercy starts new every day. So even God isn't holding us, you know, like, um, like, I guess, damning us for the past, so to speak, you know, like punishing us again and again and again for that. So why are we doing it? Why do we carry yesterday into now with our, why are we doing that? Why are we judging ourselves from our past and, and holding ourselves like to this, um, old, uh, path. And what happens is it really dumbs down our now moment when our now moment could be something completely new, completely rebirth and electric and magic. And we do that. We bring the past forward into the now moment. So if you can recognize when you're doing that and what it looks like, it, it, it sometimes it's very literal. Sometimes it's extremely literal. And then sometimes it's subtle. So <clears throat> notice how you're doing it. If you're looking in the mirror and expecting to see a fat stomach, that's what we're talking about. If you're talking to your kid and saying, remember how you never do this? <laughs> that's pretty literal. <laughs> so begin to unravel that and see what you can do in this now moment to let go of the past and stop bringing into this now moment. Now, I also want to speak to you about releasing because in this podcast, 
it is very, I work at keeping it extremely high frequency and that high frequency is a lot. Now, if you've ever seen a dog stressed out on a, well, on a boat, that was me yesterday. I saw a dog stressed on a boat. As they're shaking and stressing, when they get a moment to take a breath, they will yawn or they will shake. And that is how a dog releases. They will yawn or shake and boom, back to center, back to ground zero. Well, us humans do that too. We yawn, we scream, we cry, we throw up, and these all take us back to ground zero. These are all ways that we release, also with the breath. You know, we can make a practice of the breath. And remember too, that yawning is about taking in all that oxygen. So you release the old, rebalance, and take in the new. Very important. So the reason I'm telling you that is because um, often on this show, I find myself yawning where I don't yawn before and I don't yawn afterwards. And it's been this way on certain phone calls with certain people also where I've had to process a lot of emotion and energy and there is this constant releasing. So if you find yourselves wanting to yawn, go for it because that is releasing. If you find yourselves wondering, does she really take this podcast seriously? (laughs) Yes, I do. I very much do. And so sometimes I'm honoring, most likely I'm I'm processing and releasing for myself. But what if too, it is to give permission to others to also do the releasing that is backed up and necessary right now. It's been waiting to happen and it's time. What about that? So that is really important. And sometimes even on a podcast, I'm crying, you know, like I have to release whatever way is coming. And I don't find myself breaking out into giggles and laughter, but the yawning is the key for me. That is how I release. And I'm processing all of this energy coming in. That's what I'm doing. So if you find yourselves wanting to yawn, process that energy, allow it to come through you, bring in the oxygen while you release the old energies. We want those out, want those done. So it's really powerful. So here we are with this ability to have this now magic moment, this new moment that never existed before. And yet we will write over it again and again. Yesterday, last week, last month, last year, we will write over it. Those experiences. I personally take like a forward leap all the time. When I go to make something in the kitchen, I don't make what I ever made before. Now you may think, well, that's impossible, but it isn't. (laughs) It isn't because I don't bring in the memories of what worked and what did. Well, I have minimal. I do have structure. I do know how to cook. I do know how to flavor things. But then it's, it's like anything's possible anything's possible. I remember, and I've mentioned this before, but it's been a while, but I remember I did this intuitive cooking class one time and it was so spontaneous and fabulous. And it was a bunch of young people like in their late teens or early twenties. And there was probably five or six people and everyone brought an ingredient. And then I handed ingredients out and some people made side dishes and some people made main dishes but we were in a kitchen all together. Now, I don't know how this worked. I brought a bag of supplies that I got from the farmer's market for us to work with, cheese and veggies and stuff. And I put out all the spices on the counter that we had. 
and everyone was supposed to talk to their food. Now, why <laughs> talking to the food sounds so crazy? Yes, it is. So what it looked like was connecting with that main thing, whatever that main ingredient was, had to be the singer in the dish. So we would each connect with our main ingredient and we would say, hmm, what do you want to be today? I mean, it was, it was everything. We asked a question all along the way. We tuned into the food, the, 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 uh, if you want to say consciousness of it, the, the, um, oneness of that thing. And we then found the path whether it was a piece of meat that was sauteed instead of boiled or baked instead of boiled or boiled instead of, you know, fried. Uh, we found out the, the modality there, what, what's, you know, what element we were going to use, uh, if we were going to do it cold versus hot, we found out how it wanted to be spiced or sauteed and how it wanted to be cut. Like even to the point of like every little step, I'm telling you, had to be considered in an intentional way. And uh, we did that. And at the end, we ate gourmet meals every night we did this. And we would have these small little dishes and everyone would, you know, because everyone plated up and the plating up was even beautiful and part of the whole thing. So we had these small plates. I didn't even know about small plates back then. But we would have these small plates meals. And if there were seven people, we had seven courses and it was like heaven. And there were people there who had never cooked and they could not believe what they made. And then there were people there who had proficient cooking skills, quite proficient, who couldn't believe what they made because they had never done anything so off of the, off of the books, you know, like off the charts. So that intuitive process, it doesn't matter if you apply it to cooking or if you apply it to getting a job or if you apply it to doing your work or if you apply it to building a house or dressing yourself or putting on your makeup, that process is a win. And that process is you tapping in to your highest frequency self and co-creating. I'm going to say it one more time. When you use this process of tapping in for every step of a way of a way, whether it's the way you put on your makeup or the way you dress or the way you work or the way you build a house or keep a house. When you tap in to the oneness for that, you are your highest frequency self co-creating. That is magic. It is so magic. Oh my God. You, ah, let it sing. It is so wonderful. And I just love using this process. It is time for me to use this process on my room. It's not horrible, but it's not great. It's not singing and there's a lot of still energy and it's time to stir it up. I want to get it all stirred up and assist uh, Phoenix in getting hers all stirred up and seeing what comes out of it because we are creating our new now. We're doing it now. But if we replay the old again and again, there will be no new. <laughs> our new will look just like our old. So we have to just do it different. We have to we have to be conscious and make choices that are so indelibly in just this minute, in just this moment. Not past and future, not expectations, not not projecting a goal, not like clinging to a an, a past 
but just in the nothingness of now, making choices. And you can do this in the nothingness of now. What if you had no past? What if you had no past? It's interesting. What if you had no past? You could probably suddenly sing. Maybe you couldn't sing yesterday or last week, but now you can. <sighs> this is going to take some practice, I know. But you've got the time to do it because you've got now. You've got now and you can do it different. When you go to make that coffee, be inspired about it. Be inspired about choosing the cup you use, the water you use, the beans you use, the condiments you use. Be intentional. When you go to get dressed, be intentional and wear something that makes your heart sing. These are all aspects of the same, but they're all like into, like they're spread out over our lives. And so it doesn't matter what we practice in one area, we can, we can overlay into other areas. So magic, absolutely magic. I just love, love, love it. <laughs> I feel as though um, my own day could be something like, I don't even know how to say it, but like completely rewired, right? I could rewire my day by having no past, no past, no future, just now. I could completely rewire it. So I want you to think that that's possible for you too. And I want you to take the time to be intentional. So if you have a down moment, don't just play that down moment on autopilot and go get a soda and sit on the couch and turn on the TV. Do your down moment in a new way. What does new look like? Maybe it's laying on your bed with your eyes closed. Maybe it's getting a book. Maybe it's taking a walk. How do you do your down moments? This is really, really awesome. So I am sending you lots of love. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye now. Mwah. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.